Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. We just, in our conversation with Matthew Bunsen, we were talking about the bishops in Belgium who are defying the Vatican. Uh, They're publishing a ceremony for the blessing of same-sex unions. Now, Pope Francis is going to have to address that. I think it's next week, even, that they are going to visit him. It's their uh, ad limina visit. Um, You know, while all that's going on, You've got other things happening all over the globe. So in in um, Cameroon, for instance, gunmen set a Catholic church on fire, kidnapped five priests, one religious sister, and two lay people. There's been a civil war going on there since 2017. And uh, the Catholic bishops uh, of the province issued a statement following the attack on St. Mary's Catholic Church. This is in Cameroon, and of course we have problems all over the globe like this. Uh, we know, for instance, in China, uh, excuse me, in Hong Kong, the Chinese government has been putting pressure on the pro-democracy movement. So people like the media magnate uh, and Catholic uh, activist Jimmy Lai has been put in prison. We've got Cardinal Zen, who um, has been outspoken. Uh, opponent of China's policies towards Hong Kong. Uh, he's been harassed and taken into custody. I, I think at the present time he's no longer in custody, but he's certainly uh, being observed. So it's a tough world. It's just a tough world. And and. St. Paul lived in a very tough world, too. This morning, during morning prayer, I came across a passage from his letter, his Second Corinthians uh, chapter 1, uh, which I think is very important because it deals with comfort. And I know normally when we think of being comforted, it's because of some deeply personal loss. Uh, a child who has fallen away from the faith, an illness, uh, a relationship that you know you have a difficult time with, irregular people that you have to deal with day in and day out, you might say. But this idea of comfort also applies to the burden we feel for sharing the gospel with the world, which is in such a sorry state of affairs. So I'd like to just take a look at this passage from St. Paul, thinking of it, and certainly as comfort applies, the comfort that God gives us applies certainly to our health, uh, to our relationships. But think of comfort also that he gives us regarding the mission of the church. Because I don't know about you, but I'm I'm deeply troubled by what I see going on in Germany, in Belgium. Um, I don't like to see schism. I don't like to see it talked about, thought about. I don't like to see it planned. And I don't like to see people, uh, it's really, it's, it's a form of, um, Russian roulette, what they're doing. They're really gambling on the Holy See's response. So, St. Paul, let's go back to 2 Corinthians here. Blessed be the, the first chapter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. 
So Paul here opens up uh, the letter by praising God. Uh, this is the God who gives so much uh, of himself to us in mercy and comfort. He gives it to Paul. He gives it to all believers, believers, including ourselves. And certainly when you read this letter, you get the feeling that St. Paul knows at a very deep personal level the mercy and comfort of God. He's, he's got this on a firsthand basis. He's, he's dealing with his experience. The words, all comfort, uh, that we have here, the God of all comfort, it comes from the ancient, an ancient Greek word, um, which, uh, is, is more than soothing, uh, sympathy. You know, so when we think of comfort, we think of somebody showing us sympathy. The word for comfort here doesn't mean that. Uh, it means something much more. It has the idea of strengthening, of, of making something strong. So when this word, this Greek word is translated into Latin, it's the word fortis, which is where we get fortitude. Right, so this idea of comfort also carries with it the idea of strength, bravery. So th- this is again very important as we look at the world around us. Uh, the God of all comfort is also the God who comes alongside of us, not just sympathizing with us, but making us strong and brave in the midst of difficult circumstances. Um, but for Paul, God's not only uh, God of, uh, he's not only a comfort, he's an active agent of comfort. In other words, God's not only a comfort, he's a comforter. So, in fact, if you take a look at the New Testament, you actually find out that the Trinity is a paraclete, is a comforter. Uh, we, we know, of course, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. We know that from John chapter 14, 15, John 16. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is presented there as the, our paraclete, uh, and the comforter. But God the Son is, is a, a comforter too. In 1st John chapter 2 verse 1, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 18, uh, Luke chapter 2 verse 25. And also, St. Paul talks about the Father as a comforter. So God, in every aspect of his being, is full of comfort, he's full of strength, he's a help for us. The triune God, every member of the Trinity, is a paraclete, is a comforter, is an active agent, bringing comfort, being comfort. So St. Paul goes, God comforts us in all our affliction, he strengthens us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Well, I mean, one of the purposes of this program is, you know, to help us look at the world and what's going on around us, uh, and also our history and our past, and also our anticipation of the future, but to comfort one another, strengthen one another, as we look at these things, because we're trying to look at all of life through the lens of Scripture and the teaching of Christ's church. And God, one great purpose of God in comforting us in this way is to comfort others, to pass along what we've learned that's comforting. And um, often we don't receive the comfort that God wants us to get uh, because we're not open to what other people have to share with us. 
But I'll go back to this verse again. God comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Um, we can refuse to be comforted because pride keeps us from revealing our needs to other people. Uh, we can't receive the comfort that God intends for us. Because as St. Paul points out here, God is a comfort, God is a comforter, but God makes us a source of comfort for others. So God is working through us to comfort other members of the body of Christ. You know, um, even spiritual comforts are not just given for our use alone. Comfort is given to be shared. Like all the gifts of God, you know, they're meant to be distributed. They're like charisms. They're, they're instruments of help to others. Uh, there's a 18th century uh, Methodist preacher, teacher, commentator named Adam Clark who wrote that a minister's trials and comforts are permitted and sent for the benefit of the church. Again, he's in a Protestant context there. He's talking about a minister's trials and comforts are permitted and sent for the benefit of the church. What a miserable preacher must he be who has all his divinity by study and learning and nothing by experience, is what he said. Well, this is not only true of the, the priest or the preacher. It's true of all of us. We're supposed to have receive comfort by God, who is the comforter, in order for us to equip us to be a comfort to others. Now, there's one reason I love St. Paul, because he shares his experience of Christ with us. He shares his experience of suffering with us. He writes out of his own experience of the divine. In fact, many scholars of St. Paul believe that all of his conversation about God comes, really flows out of his experience on the Damascus Road, where Christ encountered him. Christ came to him, but also prepared him to show forth, through his sufferings, all that Jesus is. And you remember the thorn in the flesh. There's a good example of it. Uh, Three times St. Paul says, I pleaded with the Lord about this. You're supposed to be a comforter. Take this away. Take this away. But God says to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. What is what is St. Paul's response to that? Does he you know, kick up the dust and complain? No. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness. You might say he's boasting gladly of his need for comfort. I'm going to boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And that's, again, enabling him to share his sufferings and his comfort with the Corinthians. He had a life full of suffering. I mean, if you go later on in the book, in Second Corinthians, you go to chapter 11, and listen to some of these things. St. Paul's describing his suffering. Stripes, prisons, beatings, stonings, shipwrecked, perils of waters, robbers, 
um, in peril of my own countrymen, in peril of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in toil, in sleeplessness often. That, that gets to me some, in sleeplessness often. I'm glad to hear that. In hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Paul knew that all his sufferings were really Christ's sufferings. He had a connection. The God who is a comfort is the agent bringing comfort, and he's also the one who has suffered all that we have suffered. For as we share abundantly then in Christ's sufferings, then through Christ we can share abundantly in his comfort if we're afflicted. It's for your comfort, he says. It is for your salvation. And if we are comforted, it's for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings. I mean, you see how this is all connected? For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, speaking here of the apostles, if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, Corinthians. And if we're comforted in our afflictions, it is for your comfort which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Now, St. Paul closes, he says, I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of the church.